Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. The life. Do you know why you needed life? Do you know who is life? And are you ready to see your real, true life matured and developed for his purposes, for what it is that he's doing, that you might not only know him and work with him, but partner with him in his ways. This is one of the highest forms of sonship, is to be able to mature in our life that we might be able to partner with God in what he is doing. I hope that these next episodes, The Life, will be encouraging to you and provoking. Here we go, my friends. In these next episodes, I want to talk about the life. Oftentimes we say, this is living the good life. Or we may say, my children are my life. We might even sound a little more spiritual if we say, Jesus is my life. But what do we really mean by that? And even more so, what did the father mean when he put the tree of life in the garden? There was another tree, the knowledge of good and evil, but why was the tree of life there in the garden also for Adam and Eve's choosing? Well, because it was always God's heart that you would share in his life inwardly, being formed into the likeness of of the Son, the Christ, and that then you would be an extension of his authority in the earth from being seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You see, plan A is still on. What God's heart has always desired is what he is still, is what he is still working on, working in us, releasing through us. So again, I ask then, what is life? Maybe the question is better said, who is life? Who is life? Oftentimes people say, oh, I just, you know, I'm going to be a deep thinker and deep philosopher. You know, what is the purpose of life? And well, wait a minute. First of all, what is life? Who is life? And the scripture clearly tells us Jesus himself said it in John 14, 6. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. It is also stated in 1 John 5, um, verse 20, I believe, says that this man is the one true God and life eternal. So these may sound like simple things, but actually they're not in the sense that it cracks open so many things that we have thought that we find out later are just not true, especially if we are in the awakening. We are awakening to him. We are awakening to what he has always wanted. We are awakening to his means by which all of it will actually take place. We are awakening. Many of us are awakening out of a sleep and a slumber that we were put in by our own goodness. 
many of us are awakening like we do when we are coming out of anesthesia. (laughs) And sometimes when you are awakening and coming out of anesthesia, it happens very slowly. And you know, here on Tent Talk, we believe very much in the slow fire process of discipleship because it is God himself who begins to work in us and he is the one who does everything and we go back to him as the master architect and builder he is the master provider he is the master uh, gardener and husbandman it's what it is that he has been after and when he is awakening us out of this mm, this deeply induced sleep that comes in our efforts to be good enough. Sometimes, you know, when you're coming out of anesthesia, when you are awakening, you can get nauseated. Has anybody here ever come out of surgery and you were so disoriented? You're like, they already did it? I was just counting backwards just seconds ago, wasn't I? You know how the anesthesiologist will have you count backwards. It's like, just go 199, and before you can say 98, you're out. And the next thing you know, you're waking up, and you're you're trying to focus. You are wondering, where am I? Has it are uh, it's already done maybe you have a loved one standing there with you looking at you very longingly very lovingly and you're like i need to throw up right because coming out of anesthesia can affect different people different ways some people come out and they are hilarious some people come out and they're nauseated some people just come out and they're fine they just you know it takes a little bit of time but everybody can have different reactions and responses to Uh, coming out of anesthesia because you've been asleep and you're like, how did that happen? I mean, you mean to tell me they've already uh, completed the surgery and it's already done and everything is done, right? So it's interesting, isn't it? All of these ways of awakening and, and the point of awakening. Because did we awaken spiritually just from a little bit of slumber, or initially uh, were we dead in our trespasses and sins, and actually our awakening was unto life. And we woke up to God himself. You see, I've been reading over the past days, I've been reading again things that I've read before. And this particular Uh, book, this particular um, exercise uh, that I was reading and the things that it was provoking is not something I've ever really read deeply. Many things that I share with you here on Tent Talk, I've read again and again and again. I've read them multiple times. I've had to buy multiple copies because I've worn out copies. This book, though, really wasn't even given to me. It was given to someone that I know, and yet it has found itself onto my bookshelf. And I've opened it up to again, because it accompanies a book that I have been reading for years and years and years and years, and the binding on it is gone and all of that. So I picked this up because it's like a supplement to that particular book. And and in it, uh, it put in such strong terms, and it asked this question, Uh, How big is your box? 
Hmm. I was like, this is so interesting because I love when things are put visually. And I know that here on Tent Talk, the podcast episodes, you are listening. So they are audio, but visual is so very key, isn't it? So very important, especially when we are awakening to life and we are awakening. That means to him. And I'm always pressing here on Tent Talk and in most everything that I do, always bringing people back to the big picture of him, cultivating that big picture. Do you live in that or are you lost in the weeds? Are you down in the details so much so that you have forgotten that all of those details are actually aspects of what he's after with you, that those details are aspects of his way of life, aspects of his nature, his life. And so in this questioning, uh, in this book that I was reading, it said, how big is your box? And it gave four boxes. And it really was provoking about the privilege of being intimate with the Father, intimate with God, and that oftentimes we're seeking ways to really to get our prayers answered when God is after this deep intimacy with him. So in the first box where it begins, it says you have an appointment with God. Life has come to you. You were brought into the fellowship of his life with him, and you have that appointment with God, as you will say that uh, he's your destiny and I've awakened to him and I have this appointment with God. And then you begin to think, wait, I have an appointment with God. I need to meet with God daily. And maybe you get into the practice and the discipline of meeting with him. And you're looking to get prayers answered and you want to pray for things. And you know that you're supposed to read your word and talk to God. And you're keeping that appointment with him. Well, then if it's really with him, no matter how small it starts, no matter how sincere, no matter how shallow, no matter what it may be in the early days of our learning that we have this appointment with God, we're awakening to him, awakening to what he's after and we begin to talk with him, there is no doubt that he is going to be leading you into deeper communion with him because he wants you to know him. So the second box is communion, knowing God, that we begin to know him. We begin to experience him. We begin to awaken to what it is that he is after we begin to realize that there's something more that God has wanted than just you bringing your want list, your prayer list to him. And he wants to have life with you. You are beginning to awaken more and more, just like you come out of anesthesia, uh, hour by hour, depending on how long you were under Uh, It may take a much greater time of recovery if your surgery was quite long, or if uh, it was a short surgery, it might be a short recovery time. But whatever it may be, spiritually speaking, and I know now that you can hear my very diligent husband blowing outside. (laughs) And oh, how I love him for doing it. I'm watching out the window, right? Don't you love our informal family conversations that we have here on Tent Talk, right? So instead of me 
editing it out and me trying to ignore it, right? Just acknowledge, oh, he's here. And he is <laughs> laboring to make things look good. So I want to thank him for that. So in the first box, right, as we are awakening to life, we awaken to God himself, we realize we have an appointment. And then we try to have appointments with God. Many people, depending on denominations that you may have been raised in, call it quiet times. They talk about the secret place, right? And a lot of times that's by our efforts, and we feel so diligent as we're doing that. But then we begin to realize God is really after something more than simply my meeting with him daily and sharing my needs and concerns, although he does want me to do that. But what he's really after is for me to intimately know him at a at a new level. So he's drawing me in to communion and to knowing him. Then guess what begins to happen? You're, you're going into the next box and the box gets bigger. I'd like to say the tent gets bigger and it spreads out and the tent pegs go deeper and you realize that God has brought you into an appointment with him. You've awakened to him, to life himself. You're in communion with him and knowing him and now to participate with him in his purposes, my friends. What is it that God is after and what he's doing? Well, he's been doing it in you, which is what causes you to have an understanding of what it is that he wants to do, maybe on a larger scale in others. And so you begin to participate with him in his purposes. Now, here is where I love seeing this fourth box. And so when I saw it, I said, you know what? I think I'll, I think I'll think upon this even more because this is where I've been and where I've been encouraging others to go. Maybe you remember recent uh, episodes here at the end of 2023 where I did 33 days and ways and we were in a countdown, but what we were really in was awakening more and more to his ways. And guess what the fourth box is? partnership with him in his ways. Paul said in Philippians 3:10 that I might be conformed to him and live in his ways and that I would know him in such a way conformable to his death, living in his life, fellowshipping in his sufferings, right? Living in the power of his resurrection, knowing him. And here was this man who had once wanted to be known as being in the Pharisees and in the tribe of Benjamin and and in, you know, um, uh, the race of Israel, he wanted to be known as in all of these things. And then, you know, Paul matures and realizes, really, he says, all I want to be known as is in him. You see, because all these other things had defined Paul's life, but now guess who and what was defining life for Paul was life himself, Jesus the Christ. You see, we think many things when we are awakening. We awaken to him and that initial zeal comes and it is so amazing. But maybe you've noticed about a year to a year and a half in, the zeal begins to die down. And my friends, that's because it's time to mature. It's time to grow. The booster rocket may have caused you to launch from the earth into uh, the atmosphere, but if you're going to continue on, uh, continue to awaken to him, to continue to grow in him and to know him and to continue to move on with him, you know, the booster rocket has to fall away because it has served its purpose. It was great. Let's honor it, but let us go on. Let us continue awakening 
to him so that we can go, if you will, into the next atmosphere with him and to understand his ways. Many times in scripture, he might say, well, this one knew my acts. Israel knew my acts, but Moses knew my ways. To begin to know his ways and to not only know them, but to love them, to adore his ways, to to be able to say, as the psalmist said, his ways have all dealt bountifully with me, requires, my friends, an awakening to life himself, to him. So I want, in the next episode, I want to share some things about life. We must understand, what does this mean? Does that just simply mean Jesus is my passion? I think about him all the time. He's my life. No, that that may be part of a benefit of it, but that's not what that means. When we say, I know that God wants me to do this and he expects me to do this, my friends, where would you get that? Just like we've been talking in recent episodes about the mind of Christ and having his view and living in night vision and being able to participate with him and all of these things, where, where would that come from? I'm suggesting to you it comes in the life because God has given you his very life, his nature. You have his mind, but I, I believe now that I'm to, to, to begin to speak about the life, his life, and that those of us who are born again, who share in his life, do we understand that every characteristic of Christ that we admire, right, we now possess in his life, but will we allow it to be developed the same as Jesus did? I want to provoke you. So let's continue on in the awakening to life. Here is a good place for me to interject that on February 9th, 2024, we're having a private online event here at Nancy McCready Ministries, and I want to make sure you know about it. The event itself is called The Vault. It is meaning that I'm opening up the vault of God's treasure, bringing that out, bringing it forth. Uh, The vault is also, if you've ever heard of pole vaulting, it means that you're able to go over things that are hindrances, that have been barriers. Those things will no longer hold you back. And it's also, my friends, a vault is known as a burial chamber. There are things, again, that we need to be clear that they have died so that we may live. And so a vault is a burial chamber. And there are certain things that we need to enter into his death at a whole new depth that we might enter into his life, the only life that is load-bearing. Love you all. Thank you for listening today. Before we go, I have one final ask and a new bit of info. If you like our content here at Tent Talk, hit the share button to tell someone about it and subscribe at nancymccready.com forward slash podcast so you don't miss another episode. Also, be sure to look in the episode notes and see where you can download the conversation guide. There you will find questions and you will be able to use those with your friends, your team, your small group, and we hope that it really does provoke you deeper into your process of life with him. All of our podcasts here at Tent Talk are listener supported and your gifts at nancymccready.com are greatly appreciated. 
Thanks for joining me here, and I look forward to our next time together.